The man who discovered the blood moons is here with us. This is not good. This is one bucket wow. of pancakes. The man of the toupee. He's on the front page of New York There's no respect for white European males anymore. ambulances cool <laughs> i don't know what's happening uh hey everyone welcome to the spin doctrines podcast i'm travis in danger reyes i'm crob <laughs> okay what <laughs> <laughs> i i'm amador salazar what's up kenny do you want to try that one more time since you uh eloned it up it all right um, yeah really sorry about that i'm i'm kenny van yeah, don't ever fucking try to be funny on this podcast again, motherfucker. Just screaming out, Crob, that's your idea of riffing? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Sorry, this is our first time recording back in like three weeks. Tensions are running high, everyone's upset. Um, yeah. About, uh, have, have you heard about this? Have you guys heard about this? Have you heard about this? Have you heard what? about it? Have you heard it? That Bill and Melinda Gates... Of uh, Xbox. Xbox's dad got divorced. Damn, that's crazy. Two Christmases for the Xbox now. Which, I yeah, know. I mean, it, they're going to cut everyone's Xbox in half. <laughs> you better get a PlayStation. There's no point. Yeah, Mr. PlayStation's wife has been with him for 56 years. She's never leaving him. Mr. PlayStation, yeah. he's laying pipe like no one's friggin' business. And Bill Gates couldn't I, please his wife. That's what the issue was. It wasn't the Epstein thing. They say that, but it's better than going. My yeah. husband's addicted. The Daily Beast. Daily Beast throwing cover for Melinda, really. Yeah, because Bill Gates can't get a boner anymore. Can't get a boner no more. And well, I mean, his dick is a USB cord, so I mean, it's, it's... the cord. It's... Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't it's even just... have a USB like stick. It's just really good. I mean, that's the end of it, right? But like, I it's mean, a... it's just a frayed wire. <laughs> <laughs> he says duct tape around it so it will work longer and doesn't keep a charge. Yeah. You should have put electrical tape on it, you fucking idiot. I don't know, but uh <laughs> Man, I hope it's not for the Epstein thing, because like you gotta let your boys hang out with their friends, you know what I mean? You're both in relationships, right? Like, you know, you just yeah. wanna hang out with the boys sometime. Go to B dubs and watch the UFC fight and have a couple brews. Yeah. Like you can't be like you can't watch Disney Plus and eat Greek yogurt with you every night, Melinda. He's <laughs> got to have some nights with the fellas on the town in the private jet. The Chris yeah, Tucker. he's, he's got to talk, you know, shop and be like, hey, I funded all of these vaccines. Now fucking pay me, you dumb motherfuckers. Yeah, I'm talking to you, South Africa. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to you, India. <laughs> he's He's a busy man. He's blackmailing whole countries. He's hanging out with Epstein. 
Yeah. Look, you can't like. I know, look, I know you want date night. I know you want to go to Olive Garden, Melinda, but like he's busy <laughs> killing millions and millions of people, and also making a game system that is the shittiest one. <laughs> he's busy not releasing Halo and murdering people. Those are the two things. His two crimes that he has a camo with new Halo game, like a decade, and that he killed all those people. Yeah, I say I say give the people what they want. Halo and vaccines. I'm Halo a simple man. Get that fucking Halo out the door. Chop chop. Yeah, one or the other, preferably the <laughs> vaccines. But you know, eh. I don't know. Halo's pretty cool. Tomato tomato, right? <laughs> They're both cure something. One cures a vaccine. One cures sadness. <laughs> you can't be sad when you play Halo. Yeah, I mean, the biggest crime that has ever been pulled on the United States is not releasing enough Halos. They need to release them yearly, like Call of Duty does with the Reagan games. <laughs> <laughs> I played that game. Not great. Not fun. Uh, I didn't beat it. I just kept killing my guy because he's a CAA guy. I just kept running him off cliffs. Cause he's like a, oh, nice. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm done with this game. I'm going to play Tetris. Russian. <laughs> we're not here to talk about Tetris or the Cold War, where we kind of are, because we're talking about the 1988 John Carpenter classic, They Live. Uh, have either one of you guys seen this movie going into it? I had not, no. Yeah, I, I had seen it a couple times. Um, I think it's a really cool film. Uh, could potentially eventually be a documentary about our lives. Yeah, and uh, I'm like a I'm a huge John Carpenter fan. The Thing is probably my favorite movie of all time. Uh, I think it's great. I like the Halloween movies. I like Escape from New York and L.A. Even though it has like the shittiest CG. Uh, I think John Carpenter is great. I think this movie's great. Uh, I picked it because. I don't know if you guys know, but uh, in Texas, we're dealing with a lot of uh, problems with housing. Mainly that there's uh, not enough of it. <laughs> and uh, what to do with the homeless people. And so far, the decisions have been uh, not great. Mostly throw yeah. them in jail. Um, so we're going to be kind of going into, going to be doing in-depth episodes kind of about that in the next few weeks so uh figured why not keep it light and kind of on topic with uh this movie which deals with a lot of those issues right yeah absolutely i mean the main protagonist is essentially a homeless drifter so yeah uh this by the way is alex jones's favorite movie this and viva vendetta so I mean, either he's secretly left or he doesn't understand anything <laughs> at all. I think yeah. he also likes the Watchmen a lot. I think he likes, like, all the Alan Moore things, which is weird, because isn't that guy, like, I'm an anarchist poly witch? Yeah. He's, like, all the yeah. things that, like, Alex Jones would hate. But he's like, I love yeah. the Watchmen. I like the Rorschach guy. I like the guy who's racist. <laughs> Like the comedian yeah. guy, I like the war crimes he does. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is like 
one of the things that I always find very uh, interesting about, uh, you know, different cultural, you know, items or artifacts like a movie, like people can completely misinterpret uh, the thing and then think it's, you know, whatever fits into their worldview. Um, You know, it's interesting, though, because I wonder if that's a problem of, you know, like the artist not being able to get their message across or if it's just like, because, you know, like, A Birth of a Nation is pretty clear-cut what it's about, right? And, like, I don't think it's What's it about? You know, very different. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, you know, the birth of the Ku Klux Klan. And, oh, okay. I mean, we, we, yeah. Oh, so it's the origin story. So Disney was even making origin stories in, like, the 30s. Clan Man, that's his origin story, right? That's his <laughs> yeah, Iron yeah, Man one. Much. <laughs> yeah, Marvel's gonna re-release this probably. Throwing <laughs> Paul Rudd. Oh, nope, he's already Ant Man. You can't do that. You can't do that. Nope, nope, nope. You can't do that. Okay, sorry. So gotta... what? Aziz and sorry. Cooper. Nope, Aziz. We're gonna what make about... Aziz get ripped next. He's the next. <laughs> I don't think Aziz can be a Klansman. I'm just gonna. I mean. CG, dude. Hulk. Hulk doesn't exist. <laughs> oh fuck! That'd be the most racist. <laughs> I mean, it was already racist. It was Clan Man the movie. I don't he's know what I'm talking be, about. He's gonna be a blue-eyed, blonde-haired, like German guy, but he's gonna have the Aziz voice. It's gonna be <laughs> putting to everyone. Oh no! I hung a bunch of people. <laughs> oh my god! This is okay. So again. <laughs> There is no contention as to what that movie's about, right? right? I just think it's interesting that for some people, they live happens to secretly be about a Jewish cabal, cabal conspiracy. That whole like thing that always rears its head in conspiracy theories. Um, you, you think that's why like leftist, uh, more left leaning like media about like oppressive regimes and like capitalism. Is because John Carpenter can't like come outright and say this is a socialist movie, so they kind of have to like couch it with like all this like artistic stuff, and then it's easier for like right wingers to like misinterpret that. Whereas like Birth of a Nation is like outwardly <laughs> right. obviously racist. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just. I think part of it is there's like a lack of. Like kind of movies for these people because they're freaks and don't deserve entertainment. So they do read into like things like they live or like, you know, like the matrix thing, another movie we watched on this with the red pill, the blue pill kind of stuff. Right. Uh, in that movie, the director's like straight up like, yeah, this is an allegory for like me coming to terms with that. Like I'm trans. And right. The alt right's like, no, it's about like, Agent Smith is all Jews. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. So I think part of it is, you know, that art's an interpretable. It's a thing anyone can interpret for the most part. Right. Uh, but I also think it's that these people are incredibly stupid. And I'm sure yeah. these people, like, watch, like, <laughs> uh, what's that Jordan Peele movie? Get Out? Yeah, or just like, oh, that movie is about like a creepy black guy like invading your space. Because they're idiots. They're <laughs> stupid. They like justify. I got into a fight with the guy outside of a comedy show because he was like saying that like 
Radio Rahim deserved to die at the end of uh, <laughs> at the end of uh, do the right thing, and I was like, "It's like yeah. what makes you say that?" And he goes like, "Well, I mean, he attacked those officers first and was aggressive with them." And I'm like, "But that's not what Spike Lee intended, like at all. He made it clear that like this was a bad thing." And he's like, "That's not what I took away from it." I think people could just be stupid if you could take away from oh, absolutely. do the right thing that it's a pro police. Movie? Yeah. yeah. I I don't know. I always like want to try and like find some rational response reason for like why some people but you're right. No, it is just they're dumb. Well, <laughs> yeah, it I, too. It's that I mean, thing we've talked about before. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. But it's that good, thing we good. talked about before. Where these people are always like, Hollywood is so fucking stupid and it's full of cucks and idiot babies. But then, like, remember when The Rock adores Joe Biden and they were, like, on Twitter being like, please, Mr. The Rock, don't do this. I love you in Jumanji. Like, these people all just, like, want. It's the reason, like, Ben Shapiro and Kevin Sorbo and these people, like, make these, like, shitty movies and go, we're taking Hollywood back with, like, Eat, Eat Pray, Hide or whatever that Ben Shapiro movie we watch was called. Oh, yeah. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> like they desperately want pop culture, but all the pop culture, even like the super like Libby pop culture is like against them. Yeah. I do think that's an interesting occurrence right now where it seems like most of the rights focus is like primarily on like pop culture and the things that get the quote unquote canceled, like the potato heads and Dr. Seuss and like right. just all this lady. shit that doesn't matter. Cause like what's the like what's the alternative to that? They've got no message and they're like, hey, you know all that economic anxiety you have where we're just gonna give more of your money to rich people. Like they don't even rely on the like lie that Democrats tell. Yeah, and I mean I think they're kind of a, a diff, in a difficult position too, right? Because there has been a lot of government spending that's or you know relative to what the U.S. used to be. Uh, you know, clearly the U.S. does not spend enough money uh, on it, you know, any public goods or anything. Uh, but they're doing that a little more now. And I think it's like a weird thing where it's benefiting, it's benefiting people so they can't, like, make the argument that, like, spending is a bad thing because right now, you know, people need fucking help. So... Right. They're not going to come to your house and, like, snatch that $1,400 check out of your hand. Yeah. Though some some, some of them have been making that argument, and, and frankly, I hope that they make that argument more. I think the reason they focus on pop culture is because, like, they have bad ideas. Their ideas aren't popular. <laughs> Their ideas are, like, we're not going to give you money, and yeah. you should probably just work harder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, their idea of like a good like a funny comedy segment is remember when like Fox News used to do that thing that they dressed up as a homeless person and they were like, "Please may I have a dollar?" and then you gave them a dollar and they'd be like, "Fucking idiot, it's me." Yes. John <laughs> Hannity. I have your fucking dollar now, idiot. And it's like That doesn't make the homeless people look bad. That makes you look like a psychopath. And like, you can't create a movie where, like, the hero is that guy. <laughs> you can. They did with uh, American Sniper. But that movie <laughs> is garbage and trash. 
and we're watching it one day on this pod. That's a threat to you guys. <laughs> well, before we have to watch that bad movie, we watched They Live, and it was uh, good. It was, yeah. All right, let's do a quick rundown of the plot. And uh, like I said, I I thought this movie was released like in the early '80s because it feels like so kind of like of that time, but also like weirdly modern. It's like a very weird movie that exists. Yeah. It does definitely feel of the eighties though. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So it starts with, uh, our main character, Rowdy Roddy Piper of wrestling fame. Uh, he's, he's like, a this thing they love to do in the eighties for action guys, which is kind of, he's like an insanely buff, uh, like a drifter guy, like clearly yeah. like a drifter who spends like three hours a day at the gym. <laughs> yeah. It's like, where, where's he procuring all these supplements? Yeah. And he's not walking from place to place. Cause you can't keep that muscle mass on when you're walking 30 miles yeah. a day. Come on, man. You'd be lean. You wouldn't be a burly yeah. boy. Anyway, we see burly boy, uh, Roddy Piper. <laughs> he's walking with his big backpack, his big, uh, gurney sack. And uh, he doesn't have a name in this movie. It's he's in the credits. His character's name is Nada, but they never say his name. Yeah, it's kind of like a um, Edward Norton and Fight Club thing, but better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and he's in Los Angeles, and he's kind of walking the street looking for a job. He comes to a uh, construction, a construction site, and is like, "Hey, I need some work," and then. Uh, let's see, do you think pops his shirt off right away, right? Before they even yeah. say yes or no? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I found it to be the most, uh, you know, forward way of saying, like, hey, I need a job. I have big muscles. I can do things. It's it's funny, too, because Carpenter seems like he almost goes out of his way to cast just regular-looking people of the rest of the movie. Like, even Keith David in this movie, like, looking at him, it's like, oh, you're, like, just kind of, like, a chubby. Like, you're, like, a 40-year-old man in this. You're, like, a regular. Yeah. Everyone looks like construction workers, or everyone looks, like, kind of, like, uh, they're homeless, or they look like. Everyone looks like they're, like, these kind of, like, what you'd expect kind of a hanger, like, working class person to look. And then the main dude is just this, like, monster of a man. That had to be, like, on purpose, right? <laughs> Well, I mean, if you're, you know, he is, you know, the main guy. So it's like that prototypical, like a, the main guy is just but it's like so much noticeable that like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think they did it on purpose, but he's, uh, yeah, he goes, pops his shirt off and he's flexing and he's like, yeah, I need a job. I'm, I'm a grifter from the street. I need work. And then the guy goes. Oh yeah, this is a union job, and he points to all the workers and just kind of fucking off. Which I was like, "Oh no, this is this is not gonna be good." <laughs> but then the next scene is him uh, talking to Frank, who's played by Keith David of uh, I think Tales in the Hood. I don't. He's in a lot of things. Yeah, Keith David, very good actor. He's in the Thing, Armageddon, classic movie starring Andy Griffin. <laughs> Eddie Griffin's in Armageddon. 
Good. Good for him. Steve Buscemi. In the same fucking movie, Bob. That's good. We're not talking about that movie. We're talking about this movie. Yeah. He's talking to Frank, and apparently he, like, gets the job. So he joined the union in, like, 20 minutes. Because he, he goes to the work site, gets the job, then works a full day. <laughs> so he just, like, went to... Yeah, so I guess he joined the union, like, really quick. I guess it's just, like, a handshake union. Yeah. Take your shirt off, you're in the union. Yep. Anyone who's accidentally just taking their shirt off. Or is, like, running by, like, the work site without, like, taking a jog. You know those yeah. Los Angeles jogs people take when they don't have your shirt on? Like, you're the construction union now. You've never had that happen where you, like, take your shirt off in public and then, like, you're find out union? that you're paying union dues? <laughs> See, <laughs> like that's later why, on, that's like, why Jeff Bezos doesn't want unions. He's like, that's why. He's like, if you take your shirt off, they set up unions next to swimming pools. So whatever you're trying to cool off on a summer day, you're in a union. That's why every like, yeah, union office is right next to a, a swimming pool and a beach. If you go to SeaWorld, yeah. they just have a union office in the middle of the <laughs> wave pool. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he has this union job and uh, everything seems cool. And uh, Frank's like, hey, if you don't have anywhere to stay, I know a place. Pretty cool. It's like this like weird little shanty town. Yeah. It seems to be like a tent city, but it's more like extravagant because it's a movie. Yeah. I guess some of them are like that, though. I guess they have like weird like kind of communities. Absolutely. Well, I think that's like a, a main thing about encampments that people often overlook. They just attribute it to like drug use and, you know, uh, delinquency. But it, they are communities and they do, you know, work together to, you know, make sure that needs are met and stuff like that. So Right. Like they focus, well, especially like the anti kind of like camping people or the anti houseless people. They seem to focus yeah. on, um, like, the aspects of, like, people with, like, schizophrenia on the street or people addicted to crack out on the street. But they don't, yeah. like, you know, they don't seem to, like, really harp on, like, you know, the veterans that are homeless or the people that, you know, were out of, lost their job or out of work or caught, like, some bad breaks or, oh, insane amounts of bills for, you know, one thing or another they had no control over. Or were evicted, yeah, yeah, illegally sometimes. Right. And, like, yeah, those people, like, you do need a sense of community to kind of, like, survive, really. <laughs> and so that's what yeah. they do. And yeah, there's, I, like, a soup kitchen there, and, you know, yeah, people are I, feeding each other. And I did like the way the movie, like, portrayed that camp. Yeah. There it weren't, wasn't... like, any, like, weird cartoonish hobos. They didn't have, like, the guys walking around doing, like, the... Weird, like, you know, the weird, like, the drug twitch thing they do, like, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just kind of, like, a bunch of people who were, like, you know, they had, like, a TV, and they had a soup kitchen. And the way they get there made me laugh really hard, because Frank's like, I I have this place, uh, if you want to stay there, and then uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper says nothing, he just sits there, and Frank just goes, well, fuck you, then. And then just (laughs) cuts to Frank, like, following, like... Right, by, or cuts to like Frank walking and Rowdy Roddy Piper following behind him. And we eventually notice them. They just like are like, all right, we're friends now. Yeah, they have that 
like exchange of dialogue where Keith David's like, I don't like people I don't know following me. And Roddy Raper pipe whatever uh, Nada says, like, well, I don't like going to places where I less I don't know. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, and then they're he like, okay. And then they're like, yeah. And then they're at the camp and then they're um sitting there eating from the soup line on their cots. And uh Frank kind of goes on this like spiel about like, you know, where he came from and how he has a family and he's here looking for work and essentially how the system's rigged against him and how it's not fair and it exploits people at the bottom. And it's like a very like kind of anti like capitalist speech, but he ends it by going like, ah, well, there's nothing you can really do about it. So I'm just going to keep my head down and keep working. And that's kind of his character's role in this is like the dude who knows he's actively being like fucked. But is like, I, I mean, what are you going to do about it? You need to, you need to put food on the table. You need to. Yeah. The arch- archetypal, archetypical, like working class dude that's been beaten down by society. Yeah. And, uh, but then, oh, character seems more idealistic because in that same conversation, he goes, I don't know. I still believe in America. Yeah. But he's also like the one that you got to fight for, like, you know, what you. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? He's kind of like, you got to fight for what you deserve. And he's, yeah, like you said, he's more idealistic and just kind of like there's hope. And Frank's just yeah. sort of like, there is no hope, but also like, what are you going to do about it? You can't like. Uh, like you can't fight all these battles because then you won't be able to feed your family sort of thing. Yeah, and then Roddy Piper's like, well, joke's on you. I have no family. I'm a homeless guy. Yeah, and then he goes, hey, speaking of weird things, why is that church having a service this late at night? And (laughs) there's a church and all the lights are on and, like, loud gospel music is coming from it. And Frank's sort of like, oh, they always, like, go this late. Or something. He's, like, used to it. Yeah. Um, and then it cuts to kind of like these two guys watching TV on this like little box TV, like this kind of rinky dink little TV. And it's like an ad for like perfume or something, right? It's just like yeah. one of those kind of like stock sort of like a very attractive person with the product and glamorous stuff behind him. Yeah, definitely a surreal, you know, depiction of just, like, consumerism and shit. And then, like, kind of a, um, kind of like a flash comes on the TV, and it's just kind of like, wake up. It's kind of like a weird, but it only lasts for, like, literally, like, a split second. Oh, we missed the crucial scene up front, which is, like, when he's wandering in the town, there's, like, this gnarly, like, street preacher. This, like, blind street preacher who's talking about, like, eating the rich, and this is fucking (laughs) cool fucking dude. (laughs) Yeah, and he's, you know, saying all this wild shit about, you know, the rich, you know, working for them, whoever them is, or whatever. And, yeah, eventually uh, Roddy Piper 
goes into like he yeah, i think he, he sees, sees like the, the preacher, preacher going, going in there or the something church. yeah he sees the preacher going to the church he's like hey there's that like weird guy yeah from like earlier and uh when he gets in the church he notices that it's all kind of like it's an elaborate setup with like loudspeakers that are playing like a tape of the gospel singers and the church is like empty so he like pries open like a panel on the wall or finds like a s- secret entrance and he's like trying to figure out what the deal is and he bumps into the blind uh the blind preacher who is like, Who are you? Let me feel your face. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, I'm uh I've I gotta be going back to Shantytown, Jack. <laughs> and that he and the preacher like says some stuff and uh he's just kinda like, I don't remember what he says, really, but it's just kind of, like, stock kind of, like, join the rebellion. Right. Uh, are you here for... Yeah. And, uh, so... He kind of, like, falls through, right? Doesn't he, like, fall through, like, kind of the wall or stumbles into, like, where they're having this, like, secret meeting at the bottom of the church? And it's the one dude who's, like, playing with, like, a... TV kind of thing. He's talking about how he needs to jam the signal uh, to get the broadcast out longer because it was only like a few seconds. Um, Nada is sort of like, what the fuck's going on here? And they sort of explain that there's like sinister forces, sort of, but he's like weirded out by it. Yeah, he doesn't quite know what to make of it. Um, And eventually like he leaves right and then uh the police end up raiding the shanty town and just basically doing a sweep of the area and just like beating the shit out of everybody yeah and it's uh the way they filmed it is like very upsetting like the way the violence is it's not like cartoony like action movie violence it's like brutal like um, like very jarring, like imagery, which yeah. is like kind of yeah. like they take a bulldozer and like run over everybody's yeah and house like, and shit and like pin them in. They form like a ring around the homeless people and they're like pushing them, like corralling them almost. And yeah, so Nada's kind of taking off, and he notices the preacher. And he's getting like beat while he's like, stay awake. It's just kind of like wake up and free yourself. And they like kill yeah. him, right? They like hit him with the club. Yeah, pretty much. And a lot of, I don't know, a lot of that rhetoric that the preacher uses, like I can see why, you know, someone like Alex Jones likes this movie. Sure. Because <laughs> like part of the plot is like, you know, that there's like a, like the broadcast that everybody's watching is brainwashing them. Um, and so it's just like all this, like, you know, there's all this subliminal stuff going on, and how do we make sense of it? Well, well take and Alex like literally plays that character in like two Richard Linklater movies. Yeah, he's like that guy in Scanner Darkly, and then that other weird cartoon one, Waking Life. Yeah, he's a guy on Alpha Brain, like in the middle of the street with a bullhorn, just yeah, saying so like, "Take life by the horns," or whatever. He's a prophetizer. On the street. That's like the only character he knows how to play. Yeah. But yeah, I can see that kind of just like 
if you just take that from your stupid slogans and you're like, yeah, everyone should wake up, but you're not like listening to the rest of the words of the movie. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they destroy kind of, they destroy the whole, it's like rubble now. The whole, uh, camp is like rubble. Do they like tear down the church? No, it it's still there, but basically the next day after the raid, uh, Roddy Piper goes in there and that's when he takes the box of, yeah, they uh, just have like a crate of sunglasses, right? Yeah. And I think they're called like Hoffman lenses, which, you know, that's. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, yeah, no, yeah. You <laughs> based put on, on the him. Philip Seymour Hoffman yeah. glasses, and then you see the truth of the whole world. That's how Philip Seymour Hoffman saw everything before he died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was skull monsters and just <laughs> obey everywhere. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, so I thought that was interesting that they were called Hoffman lenses. Uh, obviously, I I felt like that was, you know, sort of a tip of the hat to you know the inventor of acid i guess abby hoffman not abby hoffman, not abby hoffman. Uh, who's the guy who the did albert acid? hoffman yeah. guy or whatever yeah i was close it's a similar name <laughs> yeah no i absolutely i was it should have forgot about abby yeah one of them should change the name in retrospect they're both dead <laughs> now but one of them should <laughs> it's weird to have abby and albert hoffman both being like weird Counterculture. Anyway, yeah, I even picked that. I even pick up on that. That's cool. I was watching this movie on acid, so that's probably why I didn't pick up on it. (laughs) (laughs) You already had the lenses on, apparently. And acid's so tight. Just do acid on this podcast. That should be the podcast. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> we just do movie reviews on acid. Not even reviews. We just do acid and like talk. It's like, all right, it yeah. Sucks so much. Get ready. We're gonna get hundred million dollars from Spotify dot com for our three and a half hour acid rants. Yeah. So he picks up the glasses and he like he puts them on and he starts looking at the billboards and it's all like the ad. The billboards for like McDonald's, JC Penney, et cetera, just say like obey. Everything's black and white. Doesn't the yeah. money say I am your God or something on it? Something tight yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. And then he looks at he sees the people and like a bunch of people have like all everyone who's like rich, everyone who is like a yuppie in a suit and uh, have these like skull faces. Yeah. And he picks up a magazine from the a magazine stand. And like all the celebrities in it have these skull faces, and doesn't the uh the guy selling the magazine also? No, no, he's just no. The guy that the guy that's selling the magazine is just like a regular working class like black dude who has like a newsstand, but then but like there is someone at the newsstand who is yeah, it was like a skeleton one of those man. aliens yeah. Yeah, so he like he, they and he just keeps like asking me like, what are you looking at, buddy? And they like. So I have a question about the alien because the alien guy was buying a magazine. So I was le- I was thinking that the aliens must see the world as it really is, right? Right. 
So is that alien just reading a magazine? He's like, oh yeah, my favorite words, obey, consume. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he's like able to, I, the way I would interpret it is that he's able to see it and he's like, oh yes, good. Like the, the subliminal programming is in effect, like I like this. <laughs> like that's just his job. He has to like read every magazine. <laughs> Yeah, he's just like, I just need to make sure, like, I'm basically the copy editor after the copy has gone out. Like, oh, yes, obey. This is your job. <laughs> yes, okay. My favorite magazine. Which, like, okay, so, like, obviously, another person who is sort of like a cultural icon, Shepard Fairey, got a lot of his inspiration based off of, like, this movie. He had, like, all the obey, like, stuff all over. You know, wherever he's from, LA, I guess, or he's from somewhere. Yeah, he's like a famous graffiti yeah, artist. He did that, and the and Obey became thing. became most well known for the Obama portrait. That's the Hope portrait. Yeah, is, he went from Obey to now. Hope. Yeah, I mean, good job. He created a dystopia. Shepard Shepard Fairey did those Obey posters are like. Those hope posters are kind of ghoulish. <laughs> like, man, remember when that happened though? Like, that was kind of like the start of like, like politics and social media. Yeah, like, I had just one being of those posters. Extremely... But that was like seven. Yeah. Man, that those what a, what a wild time, the two thousands. But yeah, so he puts on the glasses and he he's kind of freaking out and he runs into a like a little like a bodega, right? Probably not a bodega, probably like a Dwayne Reed or like a CVS. It's like a nice corner store. Yeah. And uh yeah, and he, he's just kind he of looking around and all the brands are like kind of fucked and he's freaking out. They all have like their weird little like slogans on it. Right. And then this old lady goes, Excuse me, move and he like looks at her. And he's like, you look like fucking, you look like you made out with a cheese shredder lady. And he's just like roasting <laughs> this like lady. And it's like very funny. You're ugly as shit. Like it's just, it, it like literally de- devolves to that where he's like doing like, <laughs> while I was like, you're ugly, you're ugly son of a bitch like this lady. That's my favorite part is when he's going, you, ugh. And he turns to some other lady. He's like, you're all right. Yeah, he this goes like, you're sucks. cool. To, he goes like, you're all right yeah. to like everyone at the store except that lady. And then the lady like picks up like a watch and is like, he can see yes. Yeah. And then some cops come and they're kind of like, you know, freaking out. Yeah, they, they've never had to deal with this, right? Like someone who can actually see the world for what it really is. Yeah, and so he kills these cops, which is... Good job, John Carpenter. A cat. (laughs) He kills these cops and then takes their guns and like goes to a bank and then he says, uh, "A thing I thought was from Duke Nukem, the video game Duke Nukem." Me too. But it's fucking from this. Yeah. This is. He's uh, like, I've come here to. What's he say? I've come here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum, and he just starts like murdering people with a (laughs) shotgun. It's so cool. It's yeah. my favorite. That's what I'm saying. How the violence is like when it's happening to kind of the uh, the homeless people. It's very he, he visceral. He films it like very visceral and like very. It's supposed to make you angry. 
Yeah. And then whatever, like, the aliens or, like, the yuppies or, like, the capitalists are dying. Roddy Roddy Piper is, like, doing, like, riffs and he's doing one-liners and he's just... And he, like, looks cool shooting these people with a shotgun, these, like, alien people, because you see him as the aliens. Yeah. Everybody else just thinks that he's a psychopath, though. Yeah, everybody else is freaking the fuck out. Yeah, they're like, what the fuck is happening? Why is this man yeah, in a not, mullet? Because not everyone Why in this world is that... the aliens. It's just, like, the rich people. What do you... you imagine yeah, but... being cops, in light apparently. at the bank and, like, Rowdy Piper, that fucking buff dude with that gold mullet, just, like, comes to the bank and goes, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. Like, that's probably insane. Yeah, that's very frightening. I mean, it, this world seems very fraught with, like, you know, there's shanty towns and shit, and now there's this psychopath, like, rockabilly-looking guy just fucking shooting people, like, in the middle of a supermarket, so... It was a bank. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It, okay, yeah. Yeah, he calls the lady a cheese face in the grocery store. <laughs> Yeah, and so after he kills all those people, he's, like, running and he kidnaps, kind of, uh, Holly Thompson, who is, she's, like, the station manager at the station they're trying to hijack, we learn. But he just takes yeah. her as hosti- as a hostage, because she's, like, the only one. Or I guess she's, like, the closest one. They get back to her apartment, and he, like, takes out the glasses, and he, like, mentions, like, they don't make you feel good when you wear them. Which is, you know, it's people who are like left and like read a lot of like communist literature and like theory and stuff. It doesn't make you feel good. Like it's good to like know that this is how the world works, but like learning about the world and like knowing all the shitty things happening, that doesn't make you feel good. Yeah, it it's very unsettling. Like suddenly you realize that you are on the side that has the difficult task of changing all of these very, very embedded structural inequalities well and it's like weird too because like it's the thing we talked about with uh the right and like media the left we kind of do it like in reverse where all these things are like quote-unquote like woke that aren't you know offensive at any surface level like people on the left like i have a hard time like enjoying kind of like even any marvel thing because i'm like (sighs) The heroes in this all work for, like, some weird, like, Blackwater thing. Like, that's what, (laughs) that's what S.H.I.E.L.D. is. It's just, like, some weird, like, covert, and I'm just, like, I can't, like, enjoy this. So, like, knowing how the world works kind of makes it, like, it's inaccurate. I think, I, I like the metaphor that's, like, oh, yeah, once you see how things kind of operate, you don't, like, feel good. You feel like shit. But he's also like, he also is like, yeah, I feel like I have a bunch of energy and I feel like, but I also feel like shit. And it's like, yeah, that's how it feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and conversely, like, um, the people that are just watching the broadcasts without, you know, the the ideology glasses, like, they, their head hurts because they're being bombarded with, you know, subliminal, like, messaging and programming. And, like, he's finally free, right? But, like, that freedom can be very uh, debilitating because you're like, well, I'm the only one that sees this shit. Like, why? Why? Why am I the only person that sees this shit? 
Well, I'm sure you went through this kind of when like RBG died. Cause I definitely did. <laughs> I was like talking to this girl and she was like, I'm sad. And I was like, well, she was kind of a piece of shit. Not to be like me. I was just like upset that she died and put us in the weird position she did. And I was like, and I had just like learned about like her weird, like pro capitalist, like stances and all her weird, the weird shit she did, the pipelines and, and it's kind of like people, when you said it to them, were like, whoa, how could you say something like that? This lady was like a hero. It's kind of like, I don't know. It doesn't make you feel good to be like, this person who's your hero is You cancel bad. RBG, Travis? Yep. I'm against all ladies. Could- That's my stance. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the like situation you always have to find yourself in, though, where it's because, like, libs will like romanticize the shit out of rbg and you're like well no she had these issues and like obviously who was it brett kavanaugh is or or, what amy corndog barrett or amy coney barrett is not better but sure let's not look at rbg as like a fucking like messiah figure for the supreme court but if you like don't look at it as a messiah figure you get like attacked or looked at like you're like a creep or they just go like you're on the side of those guys and it's like actually no i'm not (laughs) well i don't know guys she was very notorious and she had a little crown and i think you all need to learn to respect that Mm. girl boss energy forever nope oh is that the burger king Yep. <laughs> yeah, she's she's now the Burger King. <laughs> RBG, Burger King. Take the Burger King head off. It's just like her like rotting skull. John Carpenter, come back and make that movie. RBG's <laughs> zombie is a serial killer inside the Burger Man the, the Burger Man costume. Anyway. So uh, yeah, so overthrowing they're... the Burger Kingdom. It's it's fucked up. Anyway. Yeah, so they're back at the uh, back at her apartment, and he's like kind of telling her, "You got to try the glasses on. You got to try these glasses on." She's like, "I'll do anything you want. Like you have all the power here, obviously, but I'm just gonna like tell you what you want to hear." Yeah. And then he goes to hand her the glasses, and she pushes him out the window when he falls for like a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> he lives somehow. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like this movie is like. It goes from being, like, this the tone from, like, that first, like, the mowing down of the church to, like, this, where he just, like, falls for, like, a minute and a half and then just gets up and he's, like, barely scraped. They, like, add, like, weird makeup to his, like, lip to make it look like he's bleeding. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so then he goes back to, is it the construction site? Or it's, like, the parking lot to the construction site? Oh no! He goes to the alleyway to get the box of because he stole. Like, oh yeah, a box he's in like the trash, the dumpster, like dumps a bit to it, right? Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, oh yeah, and so Frank is there to like give him his like la- his paycheck, and also be like, "I can't be near you because you murdered <laughs> all those people." Yeah, he's like, "I watched the news, man. What the fuck?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, those weren't people," which is like a very funny line considering this guy yeah, is yeah. like, "No." And he's like, "You got to put these glasses on." And uh, Frank's like, "No way in hell! You're like a crazy person. You murdered like a bunch of people." Yeah, and then like the greatest five minute brawl. Yeah, happens. it's so 
That's why it's I so love this movie. Wrestling. It's just... <laughs> yeah, it's like professional wrestling, but it's like all shtick because they're like not like they're doing yeah. like they're like fighting hard. They're like hitting each other, but they're also like he breaks the window of his car, and uh, he's and then he's like, "Oh shit, I'm sorry." And he's like laughing. They broke the window, and then Keith David picks up like a bottle and smashes it, and it all just like shatters. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like one of those fight scenes where it like it goes to the point where it's like okay this is stupid and long to like it gets funny again it's like the perfect like length of perfect joke yeah and it's it, like it 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 tapers off and then you're just like and then it jumps back up you're like oh fuck yeah this fight's still like it's got new life in it much like in professional wrestling you know like when the people are laying down and they like struggling to get up and one of them finally does, and like for some reason their arm is in the air and it's just gyrating. And yeah, then the Hulk Hogan, they... you're talking about Hulk Hogan specifically, yeah, who would like get and then... hit and then just shake and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. The punches made him stronger somehow. Yeah, that guy sold me chicken once. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan sold you chicken where? Uh, at the at the plaza downtown. He was doing like a promotion for churches. That's and me and like three weird. of my friends got like shit faced that like knew it and then bought chicken from Hulk Hogan and he seemed like really bummed out to be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't seem like stoked. He had like the Not Hulkamania, the he like the he had like that Hulkamania, like the uh yellow tank top. That's that Hulkamania had like chicken mania on the front of it. So he was dressed like Hulk Hogan, but like seventy and selling me chicken. Which, I don't know. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That was his peak. What, he sold me chicken? Yeah. Yeah, that was the peak of his career, I think, too. Then the sex <laughs> tape that Bubba the Love Sponge released. <laughs> Thanks for fucking my wife, Hulk Hogan. I'm going to release this now. <laughs> yeah, but the, the fight is, like, incredibly long and funny. And then, finally, you know, Rowdy Piper is able to get the sunglasses on him because they just like get so tired yeah then obviously and, he sees everything yeah he sees the world for what it is and he's just like holy shit what is happening and they're just walking through the town and what's so funny too is like every time they're walking in town they will cut to you know like a tv shop with a bunch of tvs and it's, you know, Roddy Piper's face on all the news broadcasts, yeah. <laughs> but nothing, no one's arresting him or anything. Like, he's just walking out in the public. When they put the, because he's looking time. up, does he like a spaceship or something in the sky? Yeah, he does see a spaceship. Yeah, they see a spaceship in the sky. And they're like, oh shit, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so they're like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And they uh, run, they go back to their church, right? Yeah. That's where the anti alien movement is. And they're in a meeting. And, uh, yep. they, they kind of explain that, like, they're like, how do regular people, like, what? I thought it was pretty funny because they're like, how come more people don't know about this? And they're like, oh, the aliens just tell everyone we're communists. <laughs> the aliens tell, like, all the regular people that, like, we're communists and, to be trusted, which I thought was like pretty funny, like a pretty funny line. <laughs> I don't know if it was meant yeah. to be funny, but I didn't think it was funny that these like aliens are just like 
These people like are telling Fox you news. we are aliens, they're communists. Don't listen to them, and it's like it's working. Yeah, this is the same meeting where he ends up seeing uh, what was her name, Holly? Yeah, yeah, she's, she's like there, there like, and I... he gets all excited and he's like, tells Keith, he's like, Hey, uh, I gotta go talk to somebody, and then he like. You know. She's like, I'm sorry, I didn't believe you 12 hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, at this meeting, they explain they need to, like, destroy this. It's something, they need Trans- to destroy, like, the tower at the news channel because it's blocking their signal. Yeah. From getting yeah, because Holly, Holly basically says that, that, you know, she gives information about the source of the signal. Yeah, she, and she, like, like, works at the news it- station. Yeah, and she's revealing all these things. And she apologizes to Roddy Roddy Piper. Uh, and she kind of like just dismisses like, oh yeah, I had to throw you out of the, out of my, uh, my town home because, uh, you know, they're watching. And he's like, okay, I like you again. Yeah, and so the alien, they kind of explain that the aliens are um, depleting the Earth's resources and kind of trying to make the planet more like their own. They're like kind yeah. of climate change type stuff. And then they give them contact lenses. They're like... It's like, hey, we don't want everyone to look break. goofy as shit. Like yeah. they just got an eye exam. Put yeah. these contact and they, lenses in. And the aliens seem to know that the contact lenses can see them. So they give them... Oh, the sunglasses can see him, so they give him contact lenses. Right. And they get raided by the police. Yeah, and this is, again, another scene that's filmed, like, kind of visceral, and it's not, like, cartoony. Yeah. And it's just, like, an old-fashioned, like, shootout for a while. Yeah, people are running away and getting kind of shot. Yeah, and well, they give him like, like a wristwatch too. They give him like some weird. Oh yeah, it's one of the aliens, like wristwatches that helps them like teleport or whatever. Yeah, because they get cornered by the cops when they're running, and they use that to get away. Yeah, and then that's when they end up at the the alien like spaceship. But they have like the contacts in, so the aliens are like, "Oh shit, clearly you're one of us." Yeah, and it basically it, it's a meeting yeah. between the aliens and all of the human collaborators that they've basically bribed to deplete the Earth's resources, which happens to be the rich and wealthy, right? So, yeah, and that's where they meet uh, that other guy in the tuxedo who recognizes them. And I think he was one of the homeless guys at the yeah, camp. Yeah, he's the homeless, yeah. Yeah, he was the guy watching the TV who was like, ah, oh, this fucking guy again. When the yeah. signal was breaking up. Yeah, and so they're giving like a tour of the facility because like, obviously you're on our side. And there's like... Yeah, yeah and the cable, what's it called? The cable 54 or cable something? Yeah, cable fifty four, and they're the like so they're protect. They have like armed guards protecting kind of where the signal is. Yeah, and 
I don't know. It, it was pretty interesting when that guy that uh, the guy from the shanty town that recognizes them when he's like giving a tour of the spaceship and he like shows everyone like like being transported or whatever. Yeah. It was just like, all right, this is I can see see and all of this like I can see why like the conspiracy idiots like think this is like a weird, you know cabal thing i mean there like there's so many like intertwined conspiracies right like david ike thing um you can grasp at like any of these and like they can somehow fit into this movie so i can see why they think it's you know it's like uh the book 1984 and like yeah travis was saying it's like uh, everything that alan moore ever made being co-opted by like the people that they hate the most yeah. Yeah. I did like the homeless guy though, because he was like, he didn't know anything about this like twelve hours ago, but like he's super stoked and like happy to be like, yeah, look at how they're enslaving us, isn't it great? He's well, that's like, what those Elon Musk people do. Yeah. Elon true. Musk is like openly like, yeah, a bunch of you are gonna die trying to colonize Mars. They're like, yeah, it's cool to sacrifice yourself for. Yeah. This it's like it's not. It's terrifying yeah. that you're willing to die for the guy who bombed so hard. He tanked his own <laughs> fake yeah. currency. Yeah, that guy represents you know all the Elon like fans who defend him all over the internet, right? Yeah, like he he's got shit. he's got false. <laughs> he's got a false. He's like a false consciousness, right? Like he right. he's like, oh, I I did figure out the secret and. I am in on it. And it's like, no, that's well, it's like the not... thing we've talked about before with like the libertarian things where all these yeah. collaborators are like, Oh, if I'm on the side of the aliens, I'll reap their benefits. But it's like, no motherfucker. They're going to like enslave you or kill you too. Yeah. It's or like, give you, like all the middle management job, but you're still be like their underleg and at their whim, you'll still be a slave. But yeah. They, but they think they'll be equal with like the Coke brothers or like how libertarians are like, I agree with the Cokes. Cause I want to be a trillionaire. It's like, you can't cause they will physically like not let you do that. They literally will like stop you from making money. Yeah. Yeah. So that guy's a libertarian, the shanty town guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and then they try and kill him and he goes, see ya. Yeah. How did they get the guns again? They had, they had the guns already, right? They were like hidden. Or do they? Yeah, like, no, they, they like put like pistols in their, like, you know, in, in their jeans, you yeah, know? Yeah. And then it's back to being like the cool kind of like action movie <laughs> where they're just like mowing down these fucking aliens to get to the yeah. roof. Because the signal's on the roof, right? Yeah, there's like this big transmitter. Yeah. Antenna thing. And uh, as he's about to destroy it, Holly then shoots Frank. He's like, I've been on the alien side the whole time. Which, like, honestly, this heel, like, healed, like, twice. He's like, why did you trust her? And it was like, oh, because Rowdy, Rowdy Piper was in love, right? Yeah. He was horny as shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, then he kills her because he's like, my boat is gone. And he, like, kills Holly. Yeah. He's like, you pushed me out a window and killed all my friends. Guess yeah. What? I don't want to fuck you no more. And then he shoots her. And he destroys the uh, antenna within like a helicopter with the aliens come and they like fucking gun him down. Yeah. And he like 
gives him the finger while he's dying. It's very yeah. cool. And then it cuts to kind of like uh now the signals down, they can get their message out on the TVs. So the TVs are just flashing with like the messages about the aliens invading the earth. Well, and it's also like showing the broadcasters and stuff as for yeah, as who the they really are. They are. And yeah. this lady, uh, and then the final shot of the movie is this lady tits out, just riding this guy's <laughs> dick, right? She just fucks <laughs> boobs for no reason. <laughs> and then she she's looking at the TV, and then she looks down, and the guy she's fucking is a skeleton face. And he's like, what's wrong, baby? And then... Guitar, guitar licks, and credits roll. Gotta say, yeah. I do love that. They just threw in boobs for no reason at the very end of this movie. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, so that's the movie. Um, I guess we covered a lot of it as we were like talking, but uh, I do think it's like... We- I- I don't know. I guess as someone who has seen what the director has explicitly said it's about, and also someone who's not an idiot, <laughs> it's kind of hard to see this movie as like you know, um, it, like an anti-Semitic creed. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Hard to see this movie as, especially when it comes to like m- most of the movie is about specifically propaganda as it relates to specifically like marketing like television commercials and billboards and magazines so yeah. i don't know how you get a pro capitalist message and also out of my that. thing is it's like okay so clearly like the people in the shanty town are supposed to be like the good guys yeah. like it's very clear that they're supposed to be the, the literal like protagonist of the movie is like a homeless like working class like guy. Yeah. So it's very weird to be like cheer for their like shanty town being like destroyed. And then yeah, also I mean, be it's like this movie is right? on my side. <laughs> yeah, it, it's extremely incoherent because you know the it it really you really have to like look at a whole system that is like based primarily on exploitation and then go, no, it can't be the system that's been in place. It's X group of people in this, for whatever reason, a group of conspiracy people thought that this was it. This was a screed on, you know, on Jewish people. Um, Right. But you could insert any group that these people don't like and they would say that that's what it's about. Yeah, it's not that the system is flawed. It's that there's like a gatekeeper. Like they took it as the aliens are like the gatekeepers keeping them from access to the system, whereas as opposed to like the system being flawed, which is I think what that scene with all the rich people who are like, yeah, we're ready to sell out with you was a pointy like, no, it's the system, not not just the aliens. And even like Holly's character that kills Frank, she was a human. Yeah. Yeah. And she was a collaborator. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It just seems like a very weird uh, of all the movies to take that away from this being it. It seems like a very weird um, 
it was like a very weird thing, but they're very weird people and uh, not very smart. So <laughs> I, I even think Rowdy Roddy Piper like went on Infowars like a long fucking time ago. And like he asked him about this and Rowdy Roddy Piper was like, I don't think it's about what you're saying. <laughs> to Alex. <And> he's <laughs> like, it is. Yeah, it is. No, I think it's like kind of like a um like a, what's it, the Occam's razor? The simplest thing is usually the no, that's not Occam, but what is it? The what am I thinking of? Like the simplest the simplest answer is usually like the right one. And in this case I think it's just like these people are starved for uh media. And so and they protest like every sport, they protest like they protest country music now because it's like too lib for them. Like they protest everything. They protest restaurants. I think it's just like anything that has like even like a little sliver of sunlight for them. They'll be like, oh yeah, this movie is about our thing. They can have something to enjoy. I think that's what it is. I think they're stupid and they realize like I can't enjoy anything if I don't make it politicized. I don't think they're like capable of. Does that make sense? Yeah, it it feels like they have half of the like they only have one contact in, right? Mm-hmm. Like they they somehow only get they like they're half right on things. There is, you know, like a grand conspiracy, but the conspiracy is not, you know, a, a an ethnic minority group that's going to take over your country and destroy it. Uh it's, you know, the whole system that is you know, designed to keep you working for them so they can do nothing. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's even weird if you were Oh go ahead. Oh sorry. I was gonna say, even if you that's the weird thing to me is that like what Travis was saying, like, yeah, it is Occam's razor. The simplest answer is usually the correct answer. It's weird to me that their jump to is like we live in this system, but that makes my life this is how my life is in that system. So it must be this ethnic minority. Like even right. if you were going to take class analysis or like systematic analysis out of it, you're not blaming the system. Wouldn't you blame the people who are like actually at the top, like rich people? Why is it, why do they skip class and go, well, mm-hmm. I mean, propaganda, but right. <laughs> which is what this podcast is. It's uh yeah, it's, I think we've talked about this before with like conspiracy theories. The things that are so like infuriating about them, it's it's like they're like Bill Gates is evil, Jeff Bezos is evil, and you're like, yeah, fuck, you're right, they are evil, and they'd be like, because they're saying words of being Jew boys, and you're like, come on, man, like you're close, you're there, they're evil, just find the reasons. Like you don't have to make it so weird. They're drinking baby's blood thick. Like just look up what they're doing. Bill Gates yeah. is like buying up farmland and like trying to get all schools to be charter schools. And it's like, he's like a freak. Yeah. His he's big project people? in New York is charterizing schools and yeah. shit. Not he's good. He's killing people with his like weird, like fetish for patents. Yeah. Patent Oswald. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Bill Gates has a patent Oswald fetish. He's got a, he's that's got why a they're getting divorced. Yeah, he gets up jerking off to like, Ratatouille. <laughs> His wife was like, stop making me dress up like the rat. I'm sick of it. My friend Jeffrey would do it. 
He just watches like every Patton Oswald uh, special, and he's like, "I got a patent on that again." <laughs> he has the whole King of Queens box set, but he like cut out all the non-Patton scenes <laughs> and blurred out whoever's in the scene with. Yeah, it's not Kings uh, or what was it? King not Kings of Comedy. King of Queens. No, the the oh, the comedians uh, of comedy. comedy. At Kings of Comedy, it's the Bertie Mac thing. May he rest in power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not that one. The Comedians of Comedy is, for Bill Gates, is just the comedian of comedy. It's just Patton Oswalt. Mario Bamford's blurred out. Zach Galifianakis blurred out. It's those weird uh, Black Bear, John Hamm episode glasses that just, like, blur everything out around him. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I think that's what's so like infuriating about the right and just conspiracy theorists in general, where it's kind of like, no, your target for the most part is you're right about like Joe Biden is a piece of shit. Like Jeff Bezos is a piece of shit. Like you have it. You have the thing. You have like the premise right. And then your setup gets wonky and and wonky, and then your punchline is just Jews. Yeah. Like, it's uh, somewhere you just get lost, and it becomes this weird thing about, like, Joe Biden's bad, and then it's like, because of, you can pick because of his, like, you know, racist, draconian drug policies. Or you can, like, open the other door, which is just like, oh, he's a secret communist. Yeah, it's like the fucking ones right there for you to like credibly. Yeah, if you gave a shit about you know, uh, human rights, you would be like, hey, the shit that happened in the '90s with drug policy that Joe Biden was one of the you know arbiters of that, that is the problem. But instead, now you you're saying that you know Joe Biden is drinking baby's blood with Bill Gates. And Jeffrey Epstein, or whatever the story is. There's, so, there's like, it's just lazy. There's a huge body of work. Biden's been in politics forever. Yeah. Like, since you, I don't even know when the 60s, 70s. Shit, yeah. when did he get to start? Listen, Sean. A long Andy, time ago. Go to verso.com and then get that book about Joe Biden. Because it's yeah, like a hundred. It's like 200 pages long, and it just lays out, like, why he's a piece of shit. You don't have to go on your show every night and lie about how he like created COVID with his mind palace. You don't have to fucking do that. You don't have to do that. You just look like an asshole. Or, you know, if you don't want to read, uh, you could just watch the pervert's guide to ideology with Zizek and, you know, I'm sure, you know, the accent might be a little to get through and that might be inhibit your ability to understand maybe, but you know, it's, it's all there. Slurps. Like you watch it and you'll understand what's going yeah, on. You'll get used to Zizek's weird slurps that he does. Yeah. Pretty quickly. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. And you know, it's great. It's, it's a good way, you know, to listen to Marxist thought. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I have some uh, other horror movies I think we can watch for upcoming episodes that are kind of left-leaning or, like, sneaky left. Uh, I think this is a good genre for us to do. Uh, so 
yeah, that's this episode. We'll be back with some kind of uh, pretty serious episodes. I have a feeling stuff's going to get kind of heavy in the next few weeks or so. So I uh, wanted to do this to keep it light. Uh, we have a Facebook. Go there if you want to get cyberbullied. <laughs> I don't even know if it's still active. I have no idea. Uh, Spin Doctrine at Facebook.com. <laughs> I don't know. We have Twitter, uh, Spin Doc Pod. Uh, you can email us at spindocpod at gmail.com. You can just send Kenny all the nudes. Just make sure you label them for Kenny's eyes only. We'll be like, okay, that's a honking dick, and then he'll. Open it on yeah. his work computer, and he'll get fired, and then we'll have to start a Patreon because you can't <laughs> sending Kenny uh, dick pics at his uh, no dick allowed job. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Shook it, okay, quack quack. Bye. <laughs>